What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Happy Skews Day to you. It is April 19th, 2022. I'm Trey Crowder, and that's Mark Agee. What's up, Mark? What's up, Trey, buddy? Uh, hope you had a good Easter. Uh... Oh, buddy. Well, yeah, you know, we get get do it real big for Easter in this uh, godless household. But, yeah, I mean, I do have children, you know, like to keep them busy in the yard for a little while, put some eggs out there, whatever. I was actually talking to Corey earlier this week. I, like... I can't, I feel like with Easter, it's really, really easy to hide the Jesus ball, if that's what you're trying to do. Do you know what I mean? Because of how, like, sort of goofy, and it's been pointed out a million times, but, like, a rabbit with eggs and chocolate, it doesn't, like, automatically call to mind Jesus. So you're just like, you know, if you got kids and you ain't into that whole tip, you're just like, yeah, the rabbit, there's eggs, go find them. There's money in them or whatever. So, you know, it's fine. What'd yeah. you do? <laughs> uh i was a uh, remin like i remembered i was just laughing all day because i just had this vague memory uh coincidentally uh, yesterday i'm gonna be the 10th anniversary of my dad passing i was just thinking about my dad and i remembered uh <laughs> one easter my sister had pet rabbits it never worked out well one one got eaten by a dog one ran away and got eaten by mm-hmm. something else i guess uh i funny story one of our dog when our dog ate a rabbit <laughs> it pushed up through the rabbit hutch so my sister went out to feed a rabbit in the morning the dog was just sitting in the rabbit hutch, just like <laughs> where the rabbit used to be, yeah, in rabbit <laughs> blood and fur. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, that's some that's some uh, that's some country shit right there. Yeah, uh, but w- one Easter, my dad decided he wanted to prank her, so he woke me up at like five a.m. to help him dye the rabbit all different colors, like patches the Easter bunny, which is like a, a children's book we read as a kid. So I, I had to hold this rabbit while my dad, laughing his ass off, was covering it in blue and pink. Uh, food coloring and then like my sister was eight she wasn't stupid she comes out she didn't think that her teeth her bunny turned into easter bunny yeah my dad's prank that it didn't work but i had to try to play it off while i'm just covered like i got blue and pink yeah all over your fingers and everything (laughs) (laughs) and i was just thinking about that and laughing um dude that was way more wholesome than i was expecting it to be i thought i mean i I guess at one rabbit did get eaten by a dog but when you first you're like yeah maybe think my dad and my sister had rabbits and i was like god who ate these rabbits but it was just the dog you know <laughs> animals did not do well around my house. My mom one year no. for vacation Bible school, they did like a nativity like reenactment. It was like a, like it was supposed to be like a like a, a marketplace like in the, uh, you know in, in Jesus times. And so she borrowed all these animals, including a, a donkey named Big Mac that got loose and ran away. So we had to run around the woods chasing Big Mac, and then. <laughs> Uh, she borrowed this goat from a neighbor and we're keeping it in a, in a, in a dog pen, but the dog pen was in the sun. My mom got concerned that her neighbor's goat was hot. So she took it out of the pen and chained it to a tree in the shade. Guess what happened to that dog tray? Uh, that, that goat tray, uh, dog got that one too. Uh, <laughs> Y'all so, some serious dogs, dude. There wasn't no Pomeranian shit going on at the AG household. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we didn't had bad, bad luck with animals. Uh, <laughs> The dogs had good luck, though, sounds like. Yeah, dogs, Every other dogs. day, the dog was like, it must be my birthday. Damn, free goat. <laughs> Can't even go nowhere. I love this place. It's like <laughs> it's like Jurassic Park before the, the first yeah. one. They just chained the goat up, and a Trent T-Rex came with ass like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, speak, while we're on the subject of predators, uh, Alex Jones declared bankruptcy <laughs> this week, Dre. Before we get into show, uh, he's, of course, being sued by the Sandy Hook people. And his bankruptcy, of course, he's not actually running out of money. He's just trying right. to show his assets from the, from the lawyers. Yeah. But he did something real funny. He um, he tried to name himself as his number one creditor. So Alex Jones, Inc. went bankrupt. And he tried to arrange it where the first person that gets paid out is all the money Alex Jones, Inc. owns to Alex Jones, which is really funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, another news before we get to the show. Uh, our boy, J.D., Got the Trump endorsement, baby. He won the first leg of the psycho decathlon. Uh, and it was really that? funny. He must be very Trump, excited. Yeah, yeah. All this, all this whoring and sucking up paid off. But what's funny was when Trump um, put out the uh, endorsement, he said something along the lines of, uh, he said, J.D. has had some not nice things to say in the past, but it's come around. The not nice things were a text message that he, or DM he sent to someone that they screen grabbed and went viral. Here's what J.D. said in 2016. Uh, I'm not surprised by Trump's rise, and I think the entire party has it only itself to blame. We are, whether we like it or not, <laughs> whether we like it or not, the party of lower income, lower education white people. And I've been saying for a long time we need to offer these people something in all caps, and hell, maybe an expand our appeal to working class black people in the process, in parentheses, or a demagogue would. We're now at that point. Trump is the fruit of the party's collective neglect. 
I go back and forth between thinking Trump as a cynical asshole like Nixon, who wouldn't be that bad, parentheses, and might even prove useful, in parentheses, or that he's America's Hitler. How's that for discouraging? This is the guy who JD has filleted for the past two years. Yeah. No, I know. I mean, yeah, like we were talking about him recently and I said, I I said, you know, how he had come to our show and I'd met him and talked to him and all that stuff. And that's like, this was 2016 JD when he was saying all that shit, like you just read right there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like he was singing a pretty different tune, but you just can't, you can't do nothing over there anymore. If you don't, if you don't kneel and kiss the ring. Speaking truth in the DMs and lying in public, baby. That's what it takes right nowadays. Uh, but I, like, I'm not sure like who's more cucked there, Trump or because like Trump right. obviously sold his endorsement to Peter Thiel, and it's like who's working for who? I can't even figure out anymore. It's like it's like a it's like a 69 of cucking going on. Yeah, <laughs> and I explained it. But like, it, but it's this is like the thing these people do have to get get his endorsement. Like, there's an Al- Alabama House. Uh, as, I think it's. I forget if it's the Senator House right now, but he had endorsed Mo Brooks, Trump had, but he rescinded yeah, his endorsements. The House, I'm pretty sure yeah. Mo Brooks a representative. He wasn't. I think maybe he's running for anyway. I think he's running for trying to get. The, oh, he's the, running the for Senate. the Senate yeah, now. Okay, I, I'm talking on my ass. I could just click on the link and look it up. But you guys, if you guys are really that curious, anyway, it doesn't matter. These are all assholes. Um, but so. <laughs> The woman who's trying to get his announcement currently used to be a centrist, like never Trumper. And he's roasted her for it. Her name's Katie Britt, I think. He called her the Lynn, Tra- Lynn Cheney of Alabama. And her husband got caught liking some tweets. He liked some tweets in 2016 and, and last year. Uh, one that we talked about, we just watched a man melt down on live TV. That was a tweet during the uh, deba- debate with Hillary. And then he talked about how Kyle Rittenhouse was the fruit of Trump's America. He liked that tweet. And somebody dug those up and he immediately pivoted to, I've been framed by big tech. I never liked those tweets. Uh, quote, just like big tech maliciously and wrongly banned President Trump and helped rig the election against him. I have no doubt that the anti-Trump big tech backers of Mike Durant will falsify anything. Now, Mike Durant's the other Trump psycho running. So it's like, this is all fucking stupid. So fun fact about that guy. So Katie Britt, the one who's running for office, her husband, I saw the name in the rundown and I was like, is that? And I looked it up and he played O-line at Alabama and then in the NFL for a few years. So like this dude's had his brain mushed around a few times. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he probably yeah. don't remember. He might not remember liking them tweets. You know, it's hard to say, but yeah. anyway, yeah. I, Alabama I royalty, makes, dude. I, I guess it makes me feel better. These people are, uh, have integrity when they think no one's looking. <laughs> right. Yeah, at least but there's that. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into it. With us, as always, is producer Matt. This is Weekly Skews. I want to remind you all, of course, if you're vaccinated and want to see me live, you can go to wellreadcomedy.com. We're going to be in Louisville this weekend. We were just in Portland. Thanks to anybody who came out. It was incredible. And that uh, there will be some more dates coming up soon. Probably next week I'll have some more to announce for you all. But either way, come see us in Louisville. Secondly, if you like the show and would like to support us, you can do so by signing up on Patreon, $5 a month to get full-length bonus episodes. Um, you can go to pay, you can go to weeklyskews.com slash more or go to Patreon, search for my name, and you will find it there. And, you know, come on, give us a solid. We, we sure would appreciate it, and we're having a good time with it. Okay. As for the show tonight, we will meet the federal judge in Florida who struck down the mask mandate, uh, a Trump appointee who turns out, you never believe this, doesn't seem to be entirely qualified. Also, we will meet the January 6th equivalent of Eeyore, so that'll be fun. (laughs) And then we're going to explore the new standard of American masculinity as defined by that most manly of men, Tucker Carlson. All that and more on tonight's skews. But first, of course, the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. Tonight's DD, anyone who's ever been homeless who did not seek inspiration in this most obvious of sources. Play the clip. Speaker, I haven't given a history lesson in a while, and I want to give you a little history on homelessness. Not in 10... Hitler decided to live on the streets for a while. So for two years, Hitler lived on the streets and practiced his oratory and his body language and how to connect with his, and then went on to lead a life that got him in the history book. So a lot of these people, (laughs) it's not a dead end. They can come out of this, these homeless camps and have a productive life. A productive life. Yeah. Just keep your nose to the grindstone. And one day you too might, uh, 
commit a holocaust this uh this is of course from my home state of tennessee been been at least a week i think until we've been in the uh the you know uh, absurdly stupid headlines coming from the state house there senator frank nicely represents strawberry plains district eight up there in the northeast part of the, the state so yeah uh keeping that reputation strong hitler mark he was homeless look how he turned out Matt made this point, but like, there's lots of famous, successful people who were homeless. He could have went with Lizzo, Tiffany Haddish, Jewel, uh, Harry Houdini, Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> and like, he could have picked anybody but fucking Hitler. And just like, I mean, I know why he didn't pick Lizzo or Tiffany Haddish because, like, you know, yeah, they're brown. But like, what the fuck? This is like, oh god. Uh, if, if you guys don't know this, what, what county are you from, Trey? I'm from Clay County. Okay, he represents not- Clay Bourne and among okay. some others, I think. Yeah. This is not uh, ours. I'll be honest. I'm sure our state level representative is probably not much better, but I don't even know. Yeah. So a little bit more about this guy. Uh, one, he's a birther because, of course, he is. Uh, also, he's arguing again that global warming isn't a problem because carbon dioxide is actually good for plants. It's plant food. So, therefore, more carbon dioxide is good. Uh, he also made up a weird conspiracy theory about coyotes. Uh, he, <laughs> he would he, he told a bunch of people that uh, the, the explosion in coyote population was because the State Department of Wildlife or whatever was importing coyotes for some sort of nefarious. And it was like, no, coyotes just came here. But I don't know what that <laughs> it's fucking weird. These people are like everything. Everything's a government conspiracy, man. Coyote. He thought they were coyotes. importing coyotes. Did you see from yeah. where? Like, was it no. Mexico? Was he like no. Mexico? <laughs> not just sending the drug dealers in the right, but they're sending their coyotes up here, too. Yeah. yeah they're up here, what... coming up here, chasing our, all our roadrunners out of yeah. Tennessee. Um, <laughs> he, he, speaking of roadrunners, he, he does love birds in a specific way. Uh, he's argued against making cockfighting a felony in Tennessee and helped defeat a bill that would have increased the $50 fine for cockfighting to 2500 bucks, saying that cockfighting is a cultural tradition. He said, quote, they pay their taxes. They're not bothering anybody. I don't know what the big deal is. And he also said that cockfighting brings in tourist dollars. Yeah, other yeah, buddy. You didn't know that? Tennessee, yeah. that's like our number three uh, uh, source of tourist funds right there. Big cockfighting it's like, state. It's like, look, I've never been to a cockfight. Me neither. Uh, uh, I've been aware of them, though. Like, I, like, I, I can remember... Yeah. Hearing about you know old, or about cockfights existing, you know, like when I was in high school and shit. I never went and checked it out though. Yeah, uh, it just like he just like, but it's so weird to me how the reactionary mind works. Is like, let me think of a cruel thing and be in favor of it. Um, it right. Speaking of which, what he's speaking in favor of there is uh, Tennessee just outlawed homelessness. Well, not officially. The governor still got to sign it, but he's definitely going to sign it because your governor is a psycho. Um, they basically made, passed it. It's a $50 fine for air quote public camping. Now talk about not solving the fucking problem. If someone's too full, poor to afford a place to live. You find them 50 bucks. I know. Right. That's how it always goes, man. It's like, it costs so much money to not have any money in this country. You know what I mean? Everything that's associated with being broke comes with fees and shit. Yeah. And you know, whereas of course the opposite is also true. If you got enough money, that money will just make more money and you don't have yeah. to do shit. <laughs> but it's like, it, like it, no, God, I get so mad when people talk about homelessness. Cause it's like, none of this, there's no, there's no connection between homeless people are a problem. Us finding them for being homeless then problem solved. No, I know. That's that's my whole thing. With it. <laughs> that's my whole thing with it too. It's like they, the people had argued for it. They were like, they're like, well, see, this gives the police an extra tool in their belt to combat homelessness. And I'm like, what? How the fuck? Where do they then go? Like, it's like, how many more steps removed are these people from literally just saying, just shoot them, <laughs> like, just go shoot them in the street. That would solve the homelessness problem. It's like, because like you said, it doesn't, finding a homeless person $50 or running them off from one spot, That it's not like that gets them a job and sets them up with a place to stay. Like they're still, yeah. they're still going to be homeless in and around that general area. I just don't understand what this is supposed to do. Yeah. And if you can't pay your fine, of course, it's going to be a bench ward out for your arrest, which means you're going to get arrested and end up in jail. And by the way, it's much more expensive to put someone in a jail than it is to just give them a fucking apartment. 
Right. It's way more expensive. It's just like, this is so ass backwards. I, I find all of it so frustrating. Ass backwards, nope. buddy. That's our middle name in Tennessee. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. right there in the heated race for well, uh, dumbest state legislature right now, for sure. I mean, California, the, in the recall election, the only de- the most viable Democratic guy on the ballot, if, re- if Newsom had been recalled, his main platform was using the National Guard to round up the homeless and put them in camps. This mm-hmm. is not. This is a nationwide fucking disaster, moral and ethical and policy disaster. It doesn't it, it, uh, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. We hate poor people in this country. It's crazy. Absolutely can't stand them. No. Uh, <clears throat> mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's move on. And talk about something that everybody else in this country also hates. Goddamn it, having to wear a mask every day. Guess what? You don't have to anymore. Not in the airports anyway. The mask mandate was struck down. Some people are thrilled about it, including uh, Dan Crenshaw here. <laughs> Okay. All right, All right. that's enough. Yeah. What yeah, this so episode's going to disappear from YouTube now, but we'll say. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Dan Crenshaw literally just walking around the airport with no mask on and blasting some Pharrell Williams, who I feel like would probably not be entirely down with that musical choice, just a guess. <laughs> No, I mean, it's like with these guys, I mean, I understand the conservatives have to separate art from artists all the time because none of them like them, but like, right. like they're going to exclusively, exclusively listen to uh, Kid Rock and Nugent. But the uh, choosing Pharrell for this, uh, Pharrell's cousin was was killed by cops. And he's been calling for a federal investigation into that. So like, uh, I don't think he'd want to be associated with this, especially because I don't think, I don't know if he, he really loves that his most famous song is from Despicable Me Too. Um, right. <laughs> If you don't know Pharrell, he's a brilliant producer who was behind uh, the Neptunes and uh, the band Nerd, whose most famous song is Lap Dance, which I'm betting uh, Dan Crenshaw is not familiar with. Um, we wanted to use this to talk about the, air, the, the to get into talking about the the mass mandate ending on, on airplanes. Um, I, I don't really whatever the policy implications of it. Nobody's wearing masks anymore anyway, so like, yeah. what the fuck are we doing here? But like. The fact these people are so mad about masks and airplanes, it's like you fly a lot, Trey. All the time. If you hold a cup of water in your hand, no one makes mm-hmm. you put the fucking mask on. It's not a hard rule to get around. If yeah, you don't it, want it's wear. also, and I know this only applies to me or maybe some other people do it too, but I also, I try to nap or sleep as much as possible, maybe have a podcast going or something, but I carry a ball cap that I just put over my face the whole time so I don't have to, you know, see any light or as little light as possible. And I was just thinking how, like, it, you know, I'm voluntarily covering my entire face up just mm-hmm. to keep the world out, you know, and how, like, how that's just the equivalent of full-bore fascism uh, to so many people having to have half of it covered up the whole time. Like, it's just the the level of rage that these things have incited in so many people is wild to me because it's just, it's not really that big of a fucking deal, man, or it shouldn't be. But they, uh, yeah. like, there was that lawyer, you showed me a tweet in the, the group chat recently. There was some lawyer that was like, you know, I've worked as an attorney representing rapists, murderers, and you name it. And I've done that job proudly. But I resign today because I refuse to be part of a system that makes children wear masks to school. Because <laughs> he was on some, I don't remember how that worked out. He through, He was somehow like involved in a school board dispute or whatever. And they were going to make kids keep mm-hmm. wearing masks. And he was like, this is a bridge too far. Yeah, I think it was like for a school district, but like also like I, I don't mean to show defense attorneys because the reason you represent murderers and uh, and rapists or whatever is to hope, make cops do their jobs right. So I'm, I'm in favor of that. But the uh, <laughs> I mean, Drew was a public defender. It's a noble profession. No, dude, public defender yeah. is great. I, like I get the sentiment of like yeah. we need defense attorneys very badly. It's yes. just a wild way to frame that, like framing that argument and then following it up with yeah. but. Fighting to keep masks on children is too much to ask yeah. any attorney to do. It's just, it's a wild way to frame the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, my, my stance, stance on masks doesn't really have anything to do with this because the judge who made this decision, and by the way, a system in which a fucking just appointed federal judge in one circuit can just uh, overrule an entire federal policy seems pretty insane to me, but whatever. Uh, this woman uh, a little about her. Her name is uh, Judge Catherine Kimball Mizell. 
she clerked for Clarence Thomas, was rated as not qualified by the Bar Association. She was 33 when she was nominated and confirmed uh, during a lame duck session in 2020. Uh, she's eight years out of law school, never tried a case of any time, look, uh, of any kind. I looked into her record. She did sit like third chair for a couple of cases, but she never even questioned a witness. Um, she went to a little Bible college in Florida called Covenant College. I'd never heard of it. I looked up their uh, notable alumni. And the only one I'd heard of uh, was the guy who killed John Lennon. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Mark David, Mark David Chapman and this lady. Yeah, and he, by the way, I didn't. I never really understood why he killed John Lennon. It was because he compared himself to Jesus. So that Bible college totally worked on him. Uh, I've seen her age listed in a couple different ways, uh, either 34, 35, which is only funny to me because she's so young for a judge. It's like you're doing the little kid thing of like, I'm 34 and a half. Um, <laughs> the bar association dug up some papers she'd written. Just to, to get to the kind of lunatic she is, she's the kind of originalist who, who thinks shit that like, Paper money is unconstitutional, Trey. Um, Isn't that like some Andrew Jackson shit or something? Like, didn't he hate currency too? I'm pretty sure it was something like, or the federal bank. He thought something like that was uh, unconstitutional. But yeah, that's like, yeah, you don't hear that one very often anymore. Yeah, it's a big, big plot line in Hamilton, I think, is that Tom, some, James Madison wanted the central bank and Thomas Jefferson was opposed. I don't know. But so uh, the reason is like the Constitution mentions that the federal government can can mint coinage, but doesn't mention paper. So it's that kind of like that to me is the embodiment of like conservative legal theory. It's like the you remember the Seinfeld episode where it's like the card says moops. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like everything's that it's like the Constitution right. says coin. So we all must carry 40 pounds of metal around. <laughs> <laughs> in her pockets because 300 years ago, nobody knew that they could print uh, cotton money, which is what we carry around. Uh, she, anyway, she's a, she's an absolute like uh wing, that lunatic. She's probably president for uh, in five years. Right. Um, by the way, if you, the corruption angle of this is uh, her husband was acting general counselor of the uh, department of Homeland security under Trump, which is a job he got because he's friends with Stephen Miller uh, noted psychopath, and I don't know if I've mentioned this show on the show before, but he's the son of my landlords, the people who are in my building. Um, well, how about that shit? Yeah, small world, right? Uh, so, by the way, yeah, when he was his emails have become public when people FOIA'd them, and her husband uh, uh, did get a bunch of work emails about overturning the election because the Department of Homeland Security, of course, was who everyone wanted to seize the uh, voting machines. Now his current job is working for that Jared Kushner fund. They just got $2 billion from the Saudi government. So everything functioning normally. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's oh. so clearly she's just, you know, she got this pretty big time, you know, appointed uh, judge position based entirely just of off, you know, her connections and her ideas. She knows the right people and she agrees with the right things or whatever. And there's really no argument to the contrary, given all the things you said, like she was literally rated as unqualified for mm-hmm. it by the American Bar Association, but still got in because that's how our system apparently works, which is fucked up. And it's also kind of wild juxtaposed with all the, you know, the grilling and everything that they did to Kentaji Brown Jackson, you know, uh-huh. a couple of weeks ago for the Supreme Court. Yeah. Um, it's just, if, it's a farce. If, if you're wondering what's coming, by the way, because she's an avatar of, of this whole movement, uh, the, the, the thought process behind her ruling was nonsense. It's basically saying that she completely misread the statute to make it say something it didn't say. And she said that making people wear a mask on a plane is the same thing as barring people from airplanes who don't want to wear masks, which is a type of seizing them like under the fourth amendment. So it's like being arrested. And, mm. but basically this type of people don't think the government should be able to do anything. So like we've talked before about how the end result of this is the Supreme court saying that the, uh, the EPA can't regulate right. anything. Right. And it's going to end the end with Neil Gorsuch gets his way. The FDA is not going to be able to expect inspect meat anymore. Nothing's going to be able to work. And so she, this is the beginning of that fun times. So yeah, Yeah. that'll be good. People will be being ground up into spam and shit before you know it. Back back to the good old days. That's what we're going to do with the homeless, Trey. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. That's an idea. Kill two birds with one stone. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. Next up, let's talk. I called him the January 6th equivalent of Eeyore. Let's talk about this guy, Mark. Um, So, his yeah. name is Dustin Thompson. Fun fact, anybody who's listened to Well Red Podcast for a long time may already know. My best friend in the world for my whole life is also named Dustin Thompson. So this guy has been a big uh, 
uh, a fixture in the group chat recently, <laughs> and and yeah. my, and my Dustin Thompson is not a huge fan of it for reasons that will become obvious. But anyway, yeah, go ahead, tell us about him. Yeah, so he's the guy you might have seen the viral photos. He's the one that stole the lectern and was carrying it around, dance smiling and dancing. Oh, all right, and I do remember that guy. So when he, he threw himself in the mercy of the court after being convicted and was like, all I did, I w- basically he was saying, I'm a very sad and lonely guy and I just wanted Trump's respect and approval. So like he yeah. just wanted Trump to be his daddy. <laughs> and and it, like that's not even the most sad thing about this. This is a thread from a reporter covering I'm reading from. Um, There's a lot of compelling testimony in the Dustin Thompson case today, but the most brutal lie might have come from his wife, a Democrat, about what she was doing on January 6th when her husband was off stealing a coat rack. I was just enjoying the house being quiet, she said. (laughs) That's a classic wife burn right there. Uh, Oh, the top rope with it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, do not, do not marry the wrong person. People you're there. I've known too many people that did and it'll fuck up your whole life. But, uh, so she said she didn't believe all the nonsense conspiracy theories that her husband was consuming online. And he, he lost his job during the pandemic. So he was just real sad. He was working. He was, she was working. He was unemployed and he was just home reading the internet and fucking yeah, getting wrought up with conspiracy theories. Um, he testified that if the president gives you an order to do something, I feel obligated to do that, which is like, Here's the thing about living in a free country. <laughs> yeah. The founding principle of America is if the ruler tells you to do something, you absolutely do not fucking have to do it. All right. These are people who call themselves patriots. Yeah. Uh, but dude, yeah. that's their whole thing is it's like, clearly they want to live in like an authoritarian dictatorship though. Mm-hmm. Like at their mm-hmm. core, that's really what they want evidently. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're down for the marching orders, man. Yeah, cult, baby. Yeah, he. The guy said that he never really had any quote any strong male figures in his life, and so yeah. he just wanted Daddy Trump's respect and approval. Yeah, he's a thirty-eight-year-old married college graduate yeah. who told jurors that he felt quote good when Donald Trump told him on January sixth that he was quote stronger, smarter, and had more going on than anybody. <laughs> oh my god! And this is like <sighs> so. These people are all being held. In this, they put them in the same wing of the the jail we've talked about before. But the behind, there's a new there's a new piece in PR today about the behind the scenes going on there because they've devolved into different fashions depending on because like one group of people one GoFundMe called Patriot something of course raised like three and a half million dollars and they're being very very um, they're making people jump through a bunch of hoops to get the money and they're chew playing favorites and some people are getting really mad about it but so the behind the scenes like there's one guy with a, with a Hitler mustache because of course he does who's like the pet of this GoFundMe and he's deciding who gets dispersed funds so while some of these people are locked up some of their families are getting hundreds of thousands of dollars to support them while the breadwinner is in jail and other people are losing their homes and stuff because they don't have the right friends in the jail in the jail yeah uh, i mean so, that sounds the, pretty american to me you know generally speaking yeah. it's all about who you know buddy the connections are huge even in that world but uh yeah mm-hmm. that's wild how that you know how that gets to work that way i mean i guess i don't know what any of the damn gofundme rules or whatever but yeah um yeah, so uh, one detainee compared the situation to, quote, the movie Mean Girls, but with racist, anti-Semitic experiments. <laughs> ah, I'd watch, oh, we should do a sketch about that or something. Yeah, like, racist uh, Mean Girls. Sketch set with these dudes in jail, you know, especially because I know you're getting to this. They put on little talent shows and stuff. I mean, you, yeah. you know, you could have some fun with it. <laughs> yeah, this part, this is like, so what they're doing to kill the time in there, uh, this is from the story. When they did have access to recreation time, then he bonded. They sang the Star Spangled Banner at nine every evening. God, what boring people. Uh, compared notes on legal cases, and this was the part that killed me. Even hosted a short-lived jailhouse show called The Hopium Den, where inmates put on skits and did comedy routines roasting one another. Some inmates said the jokes could be brutally mean. <laughs> like, I, wa- I kind of want a transcript, man, from The Hopium Den. <laughs> I do. I mean, there's some wild shit getting thrown about in yeah, that because well, I doubt they're like deft. Like these ain't Jeff Ross types we're talking about. You know what I mean? They're not like no. deft roast masters. I'm assuming. So no. it, I'm guessing it's probably just straight up insults hurled at each other yeah. and then laughing after they say it. And like I just I kind of like to see at least a little bit of it. <laughs> yeah, their version of a joke is like I said, just call it a guy fat. 
or right. call the fat guy tiny. Yeah. Or like and his wife he, cheated on him. <laughs> what a loser. Like that type of shit. Yeah, yeah. Like or like uh maybe some racist jokes or sure. uh, probably like maybe like but it's funny to me, these guys these people try to overthrow the government and we're fine with that and killing cops. But then we're like, but that guy, then, that that was all fine with me. But then this guy said, my mom's so fat yeah. when she sits around the house, she sits around the house. And that was too far. That was a bridge too far. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. This, 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 these people in this whole deal is truly the gift that keeps on giving as far as all yeah. that goes. It's just something new every week. Yeah. Uh, another dumbass update. So we talked a couple weeks ago about uh, the guy running against Lauren Boebert who made that ad that we thought was funny at the time about like, it was just a bunch of shit raining down and then Lauren Boebert spraying shit all around Congress. I mean, I might be wrong, but I feel like even when we watched that, we were saying like, this dude's wild. Yeah. Right. Like we were looking at like something, this is like, I I didn't believe that it was real at first. I was like, this is a joke or something, but apparently he's for real, but this dude's something else. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it turns out he is something else. I didn't predict the particular brand of something else that he is at the time, Mm -hmm. but anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He he comes, he's, he's adopted an internet persona that's sort of like Herschel Walker's son. And is doing very similar shit. And uh, we'll show you what we're talking about. He's really annoying. And turns out, if you primary this guy. <laughs> I love when people are like, you policy, you lost my vote. Oh, what vote was that? Was that the vote you were going to give to some Bernie wannabe whose overkill policies are unpopular with 75% of voters? Just so you could feel good about yourself until they lose the general election, at which point you'll point your finger and blame someone else? That vote? Oh, honey, your vote got lost a long time ago. Democrats right. need to wake up. Jesus, in order to legislate. You guys get the gist. Yeah, I mean, I was wondering how Democrats could lose to a QAnon person that sold poisonous pork sliders and has a husband who showed his dick to children. But uh, this guy's the walking answer. Uh, he's just so fucking incredibly lame. So, like, he posted this video to, like, and then everyone made fun of him for it. And he did the conservative thing where he pretended like everyone making fun of him was being canceled and then he makes this video which is even more lame somehow throw yours away on some ultra liberal pipe dream who has no shot just to make yourself feel warm and fuzzy at night in order to legislate democrats must win and in order to win we need to nominate candidates who represent the district and play smart with common sense policies that can win not some platform designed to placate your overwoke twitter temper tantrum pipe dreams so Okay, I mean, look, I could be wrong and dumb about all this, but I just feel like it feels to me like the the people who would be into the this whole sort of like like badass wisecracking super TikToky like mm-hmm. persona he's doing mm-hmm. are not the same people who are into ultra moderate centrist neoliberal like corporate liberal ideas. Do you know what I mean? It feels like it's not, it's not a great combination in my mind. Here's what's so insane about this. There is no market for radical centrism, right? It does not exist. Centrist is a personality type that doesn't like a lot of complaining and fighting. It's a child of divorced parents, personality type that just wants everybody to calm down. So like the, literally the only guy that was going to vote for this guy is this guy. <laughs> right. Matt was saying, Matt was saying before we got on here, this guy really gets, uh, yeah, gets producer Matt's what's the word gets his goat. Really? Goat, yeah. yeah. This is like, like, like Mark's dog. dog Mar- yeah, Mar- yeah, Mark's like- dog gets producer Matt's <laughs> goat. This guy does. Matt says, this guy drives me fucking nuts. He has a stereotype of rural people and he's running on it. But Matt was saying earlier, it's like really the policies, progressive policies are popular but the candidates have just not been popular or effective in a lot of examples. Whereas on the other end of the spectrum, it's kind of the, they almost they barely even have policies like like mm-hmm. conservative policies, especially like uh, fiscal ones, aren't really popular with almost anybody. But they've got the personalities, the culture war shits and the fucking sound bites and all that that they're so great at to get their people. But what this dude is trying to do, I just uh, I don't see it. I don't see it. Well, I mean, it's like there's a certain phenomena where like, so you got your Lauren Boberts and your Marjorie Taylor Greens, and they become viral famous for owning the libs, right? So they get a bunch of grassroots money from conservatives like them owning the libs. And then 
liberals nationwide hate them. Uh, nationwide hate them. So then they because uh, they're because the libs are being owned. So they yeah. they become their opponents become national fundraising targets, and they raise millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. And it's a waste of money because Marjorie Taylor Greene is probably almost definitely going to win. And I hate to break everyone's hearts, but it's just like that's this is the world we live in. And the closest I think I can come up with what this guy's doing, he's just trying to raise a bunch of money nationally and then spend it on them fun stuff, buy bouncy houses as a campaign rally so you can jump around. I don't know, fucking know what he's trying to do, but it's not trying to win. And everyone's so uh, everything he's doing is so dumb that then the Washington Post ran a put a profile of him this week, even though he's like one of a guy, one guy in a primary in a house race, we're far away from DC. There's basically like, can get dunked, get dunked on online, win an election. And the answer is fucking no, right. <laughs> unless you're Marjorie Taylor Greene. It is not going to work for this guy. It's not, it's a, uh, Bobert's district is like Trump plus 10 or something. It's right. Just like, I mean, you're right. It's like, you know, getting dunked on online, it goes great for mm-hmm. them. But, but again, the, the, they are people, they don't see it as them getting dunked on. They see it as them owning the libs because when they get mm-hmm. dunked on, they're like, <laughs> look how hard that lib was owned. Yeah. They just dunked on her and it don't, it don't go the opposite direction. Yeah. Anyway, there is, there is, there are sane people in that district. Uh, here's a quote from a 19 year old TikToker who's way more mature than this guy who says, I hate rude politicians, but I especially hate entitled candidates said Olivia Juliana, who's a 19-year-old activist, before urging Coloradans to vote for Saul Sandoval, another Bulwark challenger, who's the, who I recommend you guys voting for, too. She's the daughter of immigrants, a social worker, and a community organizer. Sandoval is also on TikTok, by the way, if that's what you're thinking. If that's your preferred policy platform. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. Oh, God, this guy. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. The, the, the bat shit ad was fun. Yeah, it was a fun moment. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of TikTok, I can't remember if I talked. Did I did I talk on here about how I got banned from TikTok for hate speech? If I did or if I didn't, it's okay. They let me back on, guys. It's all right. Our, na- our long national nightmare is over. Justice has been served and crisis averted. Okay. You do the Let's dances. Talk- get back on there and do the dances. Get back, yeah. Yeah. I need to look into the dancing stuff. That's where, that's where it's really at over on TikTok. But uh, let's talk about even manlier shit than TikTok. That's right. And, uh, uh, let's just gonna. We're just gonna, we're gonna yeah. start so with this, the, the clip. <laughs> this this uh, Tucker Carlson aired a promo for his new documentary Friday night. It went viral because it's so fucking ridiculous. You, a lot of you probably already seen it. Uh, we're gonna watch it because it's worth watching again because it's fucking so crazy. worth watching. And then we're gonna talk about it because I think it is indicative of something larger that I find fascinating. But go ahead and pull it, Matt. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is Easter week, right? You're in hard times. Well, hard iron sharpens iron, as they say. And those hard times inevitably produce men who are tough, men who are resourceful, men who Was are that strong enough to survive. Uh, they go on to re-establish <laughs> order, and so the cycle begins again. That is, I think, maybe the gayest thing since the volleyball scene from Top Gun. Uh, it's like <laughs> right, goes right up there in the homoerotic echelon among such luminaries as that scene. Like, what? Why are they? They're all half naked, comically jacked, <laughs> flexing, wrestling, and shit. And then, of course, to say nothing of Mister Tamballs there. Yeah, like. He's got a nut tanning machine, man. Outside. <laughs> Outside seems like a wild choice for your nut tanning machine placement, I guess, unless, of course, you're a real man and you want to, you know, establish your dominance to the rest of the neighborhood and all the woodland creatures by tanning your nuts out in the open every evening. As yeah. the good Lord intended. <laughs> so Tucker's apparently producing a whole new documentary series uh, called The End of Men. And that, that quote he used in there is a sort of a famous quote that's been floating around for a while. I have no idea the pro- the, the, the origin of it, but it's like, hard, it's the paraphrase is like, hard times create hard men, 
hard men create good times. Good times create soft men. Soft men create oh. hard times. It's like yeah, something yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, that. yeah. Just for a second, I want to talk about what bullshit that is. Like, all my grandfathers, one of my great grandfathers fought in World War II, uh, which is like the idealized version of this sort of this like meme. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did not fight in World War II, so then I could have to fight in World War III. Right. The whole point <laughs> of winning that war was so that I could have a job where I look at like final draft and be like, uh, should we say, should this, I think fucking nuggets is a better punch word here. Let's use that. And then, get, <laughs> and then get food on goddamn fucking Grubhub and have a sweet, that's the whole point of it. It's not, <laughs> and look, and then like, what is, how does this make a, like, first of all, by the way, all the guys that fought in World War II were like 19 year olds who were like 125 pounds who were living on beans. They weren't like super tough, rugged, jacked guys. <laughs> um, and so this guy's son in it, like, Drop those in Easter weekend. This is obviously like a Christ metaphor, right? Like he looks like he's being crucified. He's naked and he's sunning his goddamn testicles. What would Jesus um, do? Tan his ball sack. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. The, the point of this is you got to tan your testicles with red light in order to reverse the damage of reduced testosterone caused by libs. Wokeism. And, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like why? So, yeah, I thought about that. It's like the whole sort of premise of it is, I guess, that like masculinity is being slowly neutered by our like weak woke liberal ideals or whatever like the woke mob on twitter is somehow chopping everybody's balls off or whatever is the sort of like central thesis but right why would that affect this man's balls this is a real genuine tucker carlson approved manly man right here why would his yeah. balls be in any kind of danger from us liberal queers on the left, like me and you, Mark? Like, we're not affecting his balls. He should have big, swollen, like Paul Bunyan balls, shouldn't yeah. he? It's, I don't yeah. understand how that's supposed to work. Yeah, I don't, I don't really understand how it's supposed to work either. Like, but being I, a pussy is contagious, is what they're yeah. saying, and they're all catching it from us? <laughs> I guess. I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess... Uh, what happened was uh, me and this guy made out, and I gave him I gave him lib darkness. Yeah. Um, so so Tucker's been on this they're destroying men tip for a long time. It basically ramping up since there's a two, 2019 Gillette ad where for razors where they t- talked about Me Too stuff, and basically like the Me the Me Too Me Too movement triggered this is sort of like it, it's weird to me because it's like they're basically saying like it was men were more manly back when they could spank their wives or whatever. I don't fucking really get it. But like the thing about it, the masculinity stuff, he's like on a, on a medical basis, not a political basis. He's not totally wrong. Testosterone dra- levels have been dropping medically in men for uh, like 20, 30 years now. And no one really knows why There's a lot of theories. One humans are like older than we used to be. We're like heavier than we used to be. And both those things yeah. can affect. Yeah. I was going to say, I assumed like all the other uh, various ways we've gotten more unhealthy yeah. over the years probably like ties into this you know like yeah but like I, we're but fatter also, too but like yet when michelle obama says hey you should feed your kids salad they're like get the fuck out of here you yeah. <laughs> fascist yeah. like so you know but, I'm not but also that. like that's from urology times um uh which is like you know a medical study but the funniest headline i found about this that kind of hurt my feelings a little bit was from forbes and it said, you're not the man your father was, <laughs> which felt a little hilarious and personal. But the way the way the clock in this stuff, it's there's funny metrics because it's like there's like more men are looking or are taking boner pills and uh, t- testosterone treatments than ever before, which is like, yeah, I mean, yeah, because those things were just invented fairly recently in human history. And also people live way longer. So like. When you're dying at 60, you're probably fine stopping fucking at 45. But when you're living to 90, you probably want to fuck till you're 80. <laughs> also, I'm sorry. And I don't, you know, like, because I'm doing, we, you know, on the Well Red Podcast, we've been having Blue Chew ads for a while and everything. Yeah. And I don't feel like people taking more boner pills necessarily means that people are having trouble just getting boners more so than they used to be. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, those are just... Buddy, you know, <laughs> it's like a whole new boner is what I'm saying. It's like, it's yeah. like a gift boner you're giving yourself when you, when you uh, dive into those waters. So I yeah. don't think it's, I think everybody's just like, you know, yeah, I'd like some boner pills. Why not? As yeah. opposed to if without these boner pills, I cannot, you know, uh, perform adequately or whatever. 
Yeah, uh, far be it for me to stand between any any man and his, his boner uh, supplement of choice. Uh, but like the, some of the other metrics were like like they're like well in twenty twenty say twenty sixteen study the average twenty to thirty five year old man could apply ninety eight pounds of force with right hand and grip down from one hundred and seventeen pounds by a man the same age in nineteen eighty five, but like people work with their hands less than they yeah, used to. Right. Like, so like, yeah, way more guys are making a living doing like pipe fitting back then. And now most yeah. people make a living sending emails of different varieties. So like, I right. don't know that that's really telling you anything about a person's testosterone level or manliness as opposed to like what we spend our days doing. But also that one felt personal because like while I work out and stuff, I've, I've always had terrible grip strength. <laughs> it's mm. like, well, this was like grip strength isn't necessarily a proxy for overall fitness. It's a strong, but it is a strong predictor of future mortality. It's like, wait a minute. I'm going to, you know, no matter how hard I work out, I'm going to die sooner because I can't open a jar of pickles. <laughs> this whole segment's just been hitting real close to home for you, eh, Mark? You're just like, <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm taking all this shit kind of personal. It's also because, <laughs> like, all, all the stuff that made my dad a more manly man than me is the stuff that fucking killed him. <laughs> of course, dude. <laughs> Working outside, All the manly smoking. man stuff will fucking yeah. kill you, you know? Yeah. You know, used so, to be super manly, fucking smoking cigarettes, drinking whiskey all goddamn day, eating yeah. red meat, all that shit. All of which, you know, hell, hits, but will kill you. Yeah, all the hits will kill you, Trey. That's pretty much All the hits it. will kill you. Everybody well, knows it. Well, the grip strength thing uh, hit, hit probe for me. We're going on a tangent about medical stuff for a second. We'll get back to the politics of it in a minute. But uh, the, the, from that same article, this is pretty funny, and it will, it will probably hurt your feelings like the grip strength did mine. But uh, meanwhile, certain forms of close relationships – such as marriage, fatherhood, and increased time, increased time spent with children are casual, causally linked to lower testosterone levels. So, medically speaking, right. knocking a woman up and raising kids with her I know. will make you gay. That's, I know. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. It's like, oh, yeah, dude, nothing's less manly than fucking marrying a woman and impregnating her multiple times. <laughs> I can't get much gayer than that. We all really, dude, we should all just be living together. Man, just yeah. us man with our shirts off out in the woods, just chopping trees and stuff. No women around. Just just the dicks. M- manliest <laughs> utopia you can imagine. Just a bunch of bros being dudes, naked, you know. Get the yeah. women out of the equation. That's how that's yeah. that's how to be truly manly. Yeah. But anyway, <sighs> bring it back to the sunning stuff. Uh no matter it doesn't it really doesn't matter how many wives and kids you have, Trey. The real problem with testosterone. Is that your balls are too pasty white? Yeah. Take it from the man himself, Tucker Carlson. You saw in the clip there. Um, if you want to optimize and take it uh, to another level, expose yourself to red light therapy. Yes. Uh, and the juve um, that we were using in the documentary. Look at look at Tucker's There's a massive amount of it's just testicle tanning. It's testicle tanning, but it's also full body uh, red light no therapy, which has a massive <laughs> amount of benefits. And there's so much data out there um, that isn't being picked up on or covered. So obviously half the viewers right now are like, what? That's cr- testicle tanning? That's crazy. Uh, but my it. view is, okay, <laughs> testosterone levels are crazy. All right. So, so this is like, he's doing medical misinformation, right? Which is like. This documentary is also interviewing RFK Jr., who's like, you know, America's leading anti-vax advocate for like decades now, who's, you know, married to Cheryl Hines. Um, And I like I think we think of this stuff. All right. There's an article like in The Washington Post this week talking about how what what Tucker Carlson's really selling is doubt. And that's pretty much what he does. He just tells you this thing you thought you believed. Actually, you can't believe those people. That's literally every segment he does. Right. And so. He's doing this with all kinds of medical stuff right now. And the right's been doing this for years. We think it's like someone called it goop for the MAGA set. Yeah. And it exists all through fucking right wing media. Yeah, it's- man. I, I never thought about it that way until I mm-hmm. saw the rundown earlier, but that's fucking perfect in my opinion. It's all that like sort of alpha brain fucking mm-hmm. bro supplement shit that everybody knows is everywhere. It's all yeah. over the place. And like, yeah, goop for the, the alt right or whatever is uh, seems yeah. pretty accurate. I- Alex Jones was selling literally the same supplements that Gwyneth Paltrow was pushing in Goop, but like just changing the labels to look tough, like with skull. Instead of putting like flowers on it, he puts like skulls on it, but it's the same fucking ingredients, right? Yeah. It's like, it's not just Alex Jones. Like Mike Serdovich was pushing gorilla powder, which is like, it's like, I don't know if it was any, but it's supposed to make your brain and both your brain and your dick stronger if you bought it off his website. Um, they sell fad diets, exercise regiments. The carnivore diet, which Jordan Peterson was pushing, which put him in the fucking hospital with gout along with his pill addiction. Uh, 
gorilla mindset, super male. But these things, like these are like I, I don't know what it is about. Like if you watch Fox News for ten minutes, all their ads are for gold, like cash for gold or gold yeah. for cash scams, right? And it's like if you sign up for a single conservative mailing list, you're going to inundate it with scam ads for like cure medical cure alls. Uh, doomsday prepper stuff. And I don't know what it is about the reactionary mind that makes them so susceptible to scams. I think part of it is like conservatives tend to be older and older people tend to be more susceptible to scams. Mm-hmm. But also just being scared of stuff all the time is an element of the reactionary mind that makes you more more uh, like open to being kind. Uh, also, thinking you're superior is a good thing, is a thing con artists look for. If you think you're smarter than everybody else, no one else can see the truth, that makes you an easy mark for con, man. Um, but like, oh, by the way, we brought up Alex Jones. Uh, Alex Jones saw this segment. He also Alex Jones helped produce it. Apparently, he loaned Tucker Tucker's production a gun and his property. There's 50 cal they were shooting was Alex Jones's, and they were shooting on his ranch in Texas. And he showed this segment just to talk about it. And it's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's my 50 cal getting shot right there. <laughs> this is adding, and he's putting a red light on his testicles, which boosts testosterone. This will trigger the libtards. Like, I don't <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm triggered. Hey, guy, he nailed us. We're pretty triggered over here. I'm triggered. Um, yeah, you got it now, man. All right. So this, like, this is like a horseshoe theory of like insane medical stuff right now because a lot of this stuff started off like anti-vax used to be like the it was like started by like you know Marine County Hawaiian moms. It was like a, so like, like a culturally left wing phenomenon. Yeah. Right, which is why like we have these measles outbreaks in like Beverly Hills and right. uh, and, and the Bay Area. Um. But it's like these people met each other during the pandemic and are reinforcing each other's bullshit. And now you're probably going to have like because like because this parody and sunning thing has been around for a few years. It's a fad and left among left wing like like uh, health and wellness yoga types uh, for a while. Like here's a, here's Diplo doing it a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> just buck naked, spread eagle on a mountaintop. Just fucking show. I mean, hell, if it's a nice day, I'm sure that feels pretty, pretty pleasant. Oh. You know, oh, sun yeah. in your butthole. Why not? Just don't tell people it's going to cure cancer or any of that type of shit. You know, just be like, yeah, yeah feels nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ever had a sunny butthole? You should try it Here, and leave it at help. that. Back when perineum sunning was a, uh, uh, they called, the libs were tanning their taints. The conservatives are tanning their balls. I think there's a big distinction there for whatever reason. Uh, but this is a health and wellness influencer from a couple years ago. In a mere 30 seconds of sunlight on your butthole, you will receive more energy than you would an entire day of being outside with your clothes on. One pure name, Sunner said in Instagram video. Uh, they also started this rumor to make it seem because they, they love Eastern medicine so much. They were telling people that perineum sunning comes from Taoism. It absolutely it, fucking does not. Dude, it's like it's like they're saying our anuses are the body's solar panels. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like that's really that, that people don't know. Most energy actually comes in the body through the butt. So if mm. you orient the butt in the direction of the sun, that's how you supercharge your batteries. Forget a cup of coffee. Just go outside and moon the sun for a little while and go about your day. That's why our caveman ancestors were so strong, Trey, is there were no pants. Their sun, they're, they're, the sunlight constantly hit their buttholes. Yep. And they were, therefore got superpowers. Um, I'm not going to tell anybody not to, not to suntan your butthole and your balls. Do whatever feels good. But yeah. Uh, also, yeah, again, <laughs> dude, if your whole thing is like, I just like it, as long as there ain't other people around that, that don't want to see your butthole, fucking show your butthole to the yeah. to the sun. That's totally fine. But yeah, yeah. it's just, anyway. Um, yeah. All right. Anyway, so I guess the takeaway here is if you're worried about having low T, there's things you can do. See a doctor, quit vaping, uh, leave your wife and kids, lose weight, uh, do all that if you want. But non-gendered M&Ms on TV probably have nothing to do with probably it. Probably not yeah. the cause of it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Matt, you can uh, get us some a couple of comments, wherever if you got some, throw them up there. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's a weird sort of like uh, – connection to make in my i mean i it, i get the overall premise of it it's just like again everybody's turning into pussies out here is basically all they're saying but why it, you know why one of these people who in their head they're like i'm the biggest not pussy on earth you know why mm-hmm. they would need the testicle tanner is where i'm getting the law they should be forcing me and you to tan our mm-hmm. balls 
so we get better and be more yeah. like them. You know, it just it, it don't connect. I wonder if Tucker Carlson put some money into that uh, ball tanning company. Uh, Anna L.A. on YouTube says Florida banning math textbooks for CRT. I, I saw that. I saw it yeah. like on Twitter, but I didn't read the, you know, I didn't look further into it at the time. But how is my, so math is racist against white kids now or math makes white kids feel bad. I went to school with some white kids and math made them feel pretty dumb, but, you know, not racist, <laughs> just dumb. And I different. I, yeah, I read about it, but I didn't see an explanation of what books or why. I, I'm assuming it's something at a word problem about like. If, you know, uh, Johnny Bravecorn and his Indian tribe loses three members, how many people are left in there? (laughs) Maybe they saw a thing that said they were going to be teaching about the three-fifths compromise and they misconstrued that. And they're like, no more fractions. Get out of there. (laughs) Gypsy Rome on Facebook says, like, subscribe, and share. Thank you very much. Saving me from myself, as always. Please click the all-important internet buttons. We appreciate you. Um, but yeah, I know I was uh, talking to a guy earlier about like, I wonder what, how many different things would be not okay to teach a kid in the minds of a lot of these types of parents. Do you know what I mean? Like they have said, like what will be left um, to teach them if they start just ixnaying everything that they think is, you know, inappropriate or whatever. I, I like I, because, like, science know. involves sex and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. anatomy. That's, no, that ain't good. There's, there's sweet like little a, angel babies. There's, like, a deeper assault on the people that make up public institutions and all this. Like, like Trump going on about the deep state. Like, he's talking about, like, career professionals that took less money to work for the SEC or the FDA or whatever. And these are people that believe in like functioning institutions who want to make them work. You know, look at like, look at teachers. Like I remember for the newspaper, I had conservative buddies who complain about how liberals on media or whatever. It's like, yeah, but like think about the type of person that becomes a reporter. Like they're not, if, if they were money motivated, they work at the bank with you. Sure. They're, yeah. They're, they, they choose to go into journalism to do something else. And it's like, right. if you want to, if you're conservative, if you want to make the media more conservative, go work at a fucking newspaper. I don't know mm-hmm. what, I don't know what to tell you, but it's like the people that choose to go in to become teachers are choosing or college graduates are choosing to work for 40 grand a year, 35, 40, 45 grand a year for their entire careers because they want to like help mold children's hearts and minds. Yeah. And that's an inherently sort of like social worker, liberal way to look at the world. And like, I, 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 what I didn't know what I want to do with my life, I went to a couple of years of getting my teacher certification and I found it incredibly boring and tedious because it's a lot of like, it wasn't for me because the, the work you have to do to get there about pedagogy and all this stuff is very in the weeds and very about how eight-year-olds think. And it's like you're just trying to drive, make more and more miserable until all the teachers quit. Yeah. You know, it's like that's the end result of all this. So, yeah. Yeah. Sherry Tomlinson on Facebook says, follow the money to see who is invested in the, quote, appropriate textbooks. Yeah. I mean, the weird thing is, like, textbooks are very inherently conservative for the most part, unless you go out of your way, because to, they, they, like California controls the automobile market by their setting their emission standards. Texas controls the school book market by having by having a a, a government appointed board that's really conservative who approves uh, school book textbook purchasing with a large amount of power because they have so many schools and students. So like yeah, well, I mean, it was always like a big yeah. it was always like a big thing in the South for a long time that our textbooks. Mm-hmm didn't teach all the things that I feel like they're now calling critical race theory. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, i.e. just the history of slavery and how abhorrent it was. I mean, we knew it existed, but you know, the whole war, Northern aggression, all that type of shit. And it was worse in, worse in some places than others, but like they were already censoring the reality of it. And so to hear them now screaming that it's, you know, gone too far in the other direction or whatever is, uh, Pretty we, asinine and upsetting. I don't have it handy, but we showed it on here before. It was a, a picture from a uh, from a uh, elementary school history book in Virginia, yep. where it shows it depicts slavery. It shows yeah. a slave family getting off a boat, landing mm-hmm. in America. Sh- the man shaking hands with his new masters. Everyone's wearing suits, including the enslaved right. people, and the only person working in the picture is a white guy in the background, rolled up a rope in the boat. And that's what they're teaching kids. And I'm like, how do you make that less 
we, you just, the only thing you could do is make the, the the enslaved people white, make them Irish or something. Right. That's the only thing you can do to make it less accurate. So like I, don't, I, I literally don't, saw a meme the other day that said that uh, it was like a conservative. You got posted for being so conservative and dumb, but it was a picture of like little white street urchins or whatever. And it's like keep in mind that uh, the the Irish were treated worse than anybody who ever came in when they first came into this country, and you don't see them complaining every day. And it's like, and then all there was a bunch. Of, it was on Reddit, and there were a bunch of Irish people in the comments like, "That's fucking about all we do, buddy." You ever met an Irish person? <laughs> we complain more than anybody. Uh, me, me and you were Scotch Irish. All we do is fucking complain. We start yeah. a whole show about it. <laughs> all right. So yeah, thank you all for being here. Go to Patreon, get on there if you want to. Go to wellreadcomedy.com, get tickets, come see me in Louisville this weekend. Yeah, $5 a month, support the show, get some bonus shit, weeklyskews.com slash more, all that, and everything else. Love y'all, see you next week. Bye. Go Mavs!